Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then, Judy discovered chumpacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now, Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a hundred casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Trevor Woods here from SB Nation's Maize and Brew. High atop Michigan Stadium after the 10th Michigan victory of the year. Wolverines improved to 10-0 on the season. The number three Michigan football team beat the Nebraska Cornhuskers on this Saturday afternoon by a score of 34-3. Dominating game overall for the Wolverines, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Michigan just gave up 146 yards of total offense on the day. The only blemishes you could say for the Wolverines was early on there was a deep completion to Marcus Washington from quarterback Chubba Purdy that went for 30, in which D.J. Turner and R.J. Moten didn't get to their respective areas, and a deep ball got laid in there. Purdy, early on, he was the best ball carrier all day for the Cornhuskers. The quarterback rushed five times for 39 yards. Definitely some gaps and some lanes, and that quarterback took it. I was impressed by him early on. However, on one of those runs, Purdy, kind of awkward going down for the slide. He got hurt, left the game, and Logan Smothers, the backup, the third-string quarterback, because Casey Thompson's out. He didn't fare as well, went 4 of 8 for just 15 yards throughout the rest of the game. The Michigan defense absolutely stifled Nebraska, and they were lucky, quite frankly, to get that three points in the second quarter. For Michigan in this one, Donovan Edwards, the Uh, Running back number two for the Wolverines, he left the game early, left the game in the second quarter, didn't play all of the second half. He had just two carries on the day for 13 yards, and Jim Harbaugh's post-game presser, he said he did not have an update in regards to Edwards' status, so fingers crossed, it's nothing serious. Edwards was on the sideline throughout the rest of the game, kind of 
seemed to be getting warm, definitely was in good spirits, however, didn't return. But hopefully just a little banged up and it's cold weather and they don't want to risk anything and want to keep them healthy against a pretty good Illinois team and then obviously a very great Ohio State team. Blake Corum, Heisman contender, he will more than likely be in New York City. He might even have a chance to win the Heisman, but Corum, another bell cow day, 28 attempts, 162 yards, one touchdown. Corum's longest rush of the day was just 12 yards. It was a workmanlike performance from him, and he really muscled some things out. He continues to be a powerful runner despite his size. One of the toughest players on the Michigan team, pound for pound. So what we did like to see collectively, whether you're a fan of football or a Michigan fan, was C.J. Stokes. He made the most of his carries with Edwards out. He had eight carries for 68 yards. The freshman, he fumbled a couple times early in the season, but this guy, when he sees a lane, he can really hit top acceleration fast with power and speed. So Stokes, kind of an impressive showing, in my opinion, in this one. He had a long of 17 and then Tavier Dunlap and Isaiah Gash, they had carries too. Gash had five carries. Dunlap had seven, or two rather. He had two. Uh, J.J. McCarthy on the day, his stat line could have been a little better, but not necessarily J.J.'s fault completely. J.J. was 8 of 17 for 129 yards. He had one passing touchdown to wide open Ronnie Bell in the end zone. There were some other good throws J.J. made on the day, one to Colson Loveland down the seam that went for 28 yards. Another good timing throw to Roman Wilson went for 13. However, I say his numbers could have been better, not because there were just 17 attempts, but because there were some drops in this one. Ronnie Bell dropped a ball. Andrew Anthony dropped a ball. Cornelius Johnson dropped a ball. Jim Harbaugh said the coverage was pretty good downfield, and it was for Nebraska. They're a physical secondary. However, I still say on some of them, these receivers could stop trying to jockey for position and do battles with their hands, just try to get to where the ball's at and utilize your speed and and just run a straight line. So there are certainly some things that can be corrected in the passing game and can be improved upon. Blake Corum says they need to translate this from State Street where they practice and Main Street where Michigan Stadium is, and he believes they can, and Corum correlated it to him as a running back. And just because he gets stopped in the backfield doesn't mean he's going to stop running the football. He's going to keep digging down, and he believes that these deep balls are going to end up hitting. And we're going to see, but that is the belief. That's the belief that he has, that Jim Harbaugh has, and that the Michigan team has. And We'll see what the best path forward is, especially against Ohio State. Obviously, Michigan can run the ball with the best of them, and that is certainly a strength, not only because of Blake Corum, but because of Michigan's offensive line. They are very good run blockers. They're good pass blockers, too, but definitely excel in run blocking. Carson Barnhart, the right tackle early on in this one, gave up a couple pressures. Didn't like to see that, but he ended up improving as the game went on, but All in all, there's not a ton to talk about in this one. There was a sequence in uh, getting close to halftime. Michigan had the ball with four minutes to go. They rushed the ball seven times. They had three timeouts left. They weren't able to punch it in the end zone. Harbaugh said that he was uh, beating himself up about it. There was a play that there was around 35 seconds left, and Harbaugh, he – decided there were 12 men on the field and instead of accepting that penalty he declined it because he thought Corum rushed so good on the play and he deserved the six yards unfortunately for Michigan 
the time continued to kick, tick off the clock when that happened, so Harbaugh said they lost a play. So between that, losing a play there, and the rushing plays, in which cost some more time, you could say it was a little unfortunate that Michigan wasn't able to utilize their other two timeouts. Now, Harbaugh said about that sequence that you don't want to leave time in these third and fourth down situations to to allow Nebraska to get the ball back. But the way Nebraska's offense is playing, I think they could have been a little more aggressive there. But, hey, 34-3, ultimately there's not a whole lot one can complain about. But there are certain, certainly things that the Michigan team can improve upon, and that will be a point of emphasis heading into next week against Illinois and certainly heading into the tilt on the road in Columbus, Ohio, against the Ohio State Buckeyes. But hopefully we can just remain healthy and get Donovan Edwards back. Hopefully they can start hitting their deep balls with a little more consistency. But overall, a good good game, and hats off to the Wolverines. So being 10-0 isn't easy, and they're number three in the nation, and they have a chance to go to the playoff. They have a chance to beat Ohio State. So that's where we're at right now, and that's where we will remain heading into next week. So until then, this has been Trevor Woods from SB Nation's Maize and Brew. You can follow me on Twitter at Woods Football. You can follow us on Twitter at Maize and Brew. Subscribe to all our podcasts on iTunes, Stitcher, and wherever else you get your podcasts. And really appreciate you guys talking to us all season long. So take care. Until then.